Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to tell you guys that the views and opinions listed on this show, uh, Before I Forget, are the views and opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They are not the views or opinions of the Army, police, or any other institution. It's just our opinions, and it's just us talking. Thank you, and please enjoy Before I Forget. Tyree here and Kevin say hi Kevin howdy hey hey and this is before I forget and you guys lucky you loyal loyal fans get to listen to uh, us record our last show of our first season how awesome is that yay Yay. cheering in the background yeah all right hell yeah I hit the button just in case you can't hear that. Uh, So, my friend, how do you feel about the end of this season? How do you feel about how this season went? Honestly, um, way better than I expected and or anticipated. Um, Ended up enjoying it a lot more and um, a lot more than I thought it was going to. I thought it was just going to be like another thing, right? Like another, oh man, got to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really cool to be able to like, like one, right. Be able to talk to everybody um, again. And two, like you and I have been like talking way more than we usually do or have. And then three, like these reunions that we have planned, um, you know, and, and that's, that, that that's happened or will happen. That's cool. And then four, like all of the additional stuff, like people like writing in and saying like how much they've enjoyed listening to us. Like I told a friend of mine today, actually, that um, she said that she, you know, was like listening to the podcast and blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? Really? Like, it's just weird to me, even still, like after this is our 26th episode on the first season. And it's really weird to me that people actually, it's still weird to me that they just sit down and listen to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah. actually, uh, we have uh, people who listen to what the hell we're talking about. It's pretty cool, right? Wild. Wild as hell. I think uh, the first season went exactly how I wanted it to go. Um, I want to pat myself on the back for doing such a grit. No, I'm bullshitting. Uh, I had a lot of fun. It, it, it was cool to have a whole bunch of different events and reactions from us starting this little thing. Uh, just like what you said, you know. Um, reunions coming up, people talking to people again, old friends reaching out to old friends. Uh, it's very cool, man. And we, we got to talk to people about important shit. We got to beat some stuff <coughs> a dead horse and we don't have to talk about it anymore. Uh, we get to move on is what I'm really excited for. Well, and you know, another thing that's been pretty cool is the learning curve, oh, yeah. um, you know, with how, where we started and, and and where we are now with the you know how we record um so i'm actually kind of excited to see like how well how much more that progresses um you know technology wise oh yeah i'm sure it's gonna go up even more at some point but i'm i'm uh 
pretty comfortable with the, uh, what what I got going on here. I feel like I got a good flow of everything. I just need to work on my editing skills a little bit next season. That feels so weird to say next season. I know, uh, right? Like, yeah. Well, dude, it was it was it's been weird telling people like, yeah, man, I uh, I do a podcast or. Yeah, my buddy and I do a podcast, and like we have, we have our, our shows come out. Like it's weird to say, like, oh, our next episode. Like, yeah, who, who am I to say like our next episode? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Like, uh, I'm sitting here planning things out and thinking about stuff and seeing the reactions from people um, online when they when they respond to our uh, messages and shit like that. It's very mm-hmm. cool, man. It's it's nice to see that. Um, we're helping people are affecting people are giving somebody something to listen to, you know? Now with all that being said, like, how do you feel about like, uh, going into next season, going into next season? Huh? Well, we're going to be a lot more prepared. I'm going to be happy to talk about something else other than the fucking ODA house or some crap like that. Um, we get to move on to different stories, different people, not just folks from one, two, six. Uh, we're expanding our, our branches and, and we're, we're reaching out to other people and we're going to start doing advertisement for more military stuff, better known properties. Uh, it's, it's going to be great. We can only get, we can only go up from here. And we're oh, already, yeah. we're for, already for pretty sure, high up. No, I, I, I'm actually looking forward to, the the growth that we have planned like how we intend to scale it what we intend to incorporate um and other ways that we can help like like you just said like you know better known um businesses or whatever you said properties which is i guess similar i but, mean you know you you own <clears throat> you own that shit so that's your property right yeah no yeah like uh i'm definitely looking forward to um like I said, seeing, seeing the growth and then like how we can contribute, because I mean, that's one thing that we've kind of talked about a lot is like wanting to help in some way, shape or form. Um, and, uh, the veteran community or veterans in need or blah, 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 blah. And like, it's one thing to talk about it. Right. But it's another thing to like, actually like, you know, follow through with actions, you know, mm-hmm. so if the old, it's the old, the old, uh, Latin saying acted non verba. So like, oh, yeah, you know, looking uh, forward to doing that stuff. I go by that old DMX saying, that's talk is cheap, motherfucker. So, I think that as long as we talk and communicate and come up with great ideas like the QR code, which was great. I mean, what a great idea. People look listen to our show on their phones. They click the QR code that they see randomly because I put it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can be connected to our show. And side note. Uh, we had how many shows in total? Oh, no, no, that's what I was getting at. We had, uh, what, 28, 27 shows, like episodes where we actually have something going on, but our side solo shows, we actually have close to 42 shows of this episode. Dang. Yeah. So 26, this is our 26th episode. So it'll be 26 official episodes and then. The remainder is whatever that math is. Uh, was that sixteen? Yes. Um, <clears throat> sixteen bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Huh. Look at us. Look at us. Look how that works out. I think it, I'm going to have a lot more fun with these stories that I'm going to tell on solo stuff later. Um, your stuff that you talk about, man, I 
and get reactions from people. I love uh, listening to your stories that you put out. Um, and I need to, it's, uh, appreciate that, but man, I need to get like, I need to be more organized. Like my thoughts are like all over the place. Like generally speaking, like when I have something that I want to talk about, like I just think about it and think about it and think about it and think about it and then hit the record and then record only one time have I recorded a second take and I think actually it came out better. So I should probably start doing that too. But yeah, I definitely, that's, that's a plan for the future, man, is I want to be more organized with my stuff. And like, I don't know. I think I need to make some changes to like, it's like my speech patterns and <laughs> breathing to the mic. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure that gets fucking old for people listening. Um, so like when you, when you do your shows, like you have a very specific way of, of doing it and you're kind of slow and you're methodical and you have these pauses and I probably need to start doing more stuff like that. Cause I think, I think it's easier to listen to. I think people, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what people think when they listen to me because we don't get feedback. But it would be nice to know what people think about how our shows are laid out. And, you know, is it easy to follow? Is it easy to understand? Um, or do I sound like a crackhead? Yeah, it would be nice to get some feedback, folks. And we're always for that. Um, when it comes down to me doing shows, dude, like, uh, I don't think about what I'm going to talk about until I sit down. And then I just tell it whatever is on the top of my head. I can think about a million other things before I sit down, but that's just going to fuck me up. So I just sit down and uh, think for like a half a second, then just start talking and then clean it up later. Like, you know, if you're listening to the the show, my solo, solo shows and you hear me pause, it's because I can't fucking breathe. Like, uh, I get like really emotional during some of these shows and, uh, my breathing patterns are all off and I almost pass out from like holding my breath, thinking of these things and remembering that shit. So like I put a lot of heart into that stuff, even though I really, really don't put any thought into it initially. I will say that's one other thing is that doing these shows, I mean, obviously planning, scheduling, um, you know, and finding people to be on the show and all of that stuff is a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, man, it's been pretty effortless. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, I, and, I, and I say that like, just so everybody knows, like I don't do any editing, post production stuff. That's all Tyree. Like I just, I just show up and talk a lot. <laughs> that's for the most. I mean, I have a, a, the occasional idea. Um, but you have good ass ideas, man. I mean, I really, I, would, I rarely t- like turn down your ideas for the most part because you're not an idiot. I'm really glad. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm completely cutting you off. But I am really glad that me and you are doing this over me and somebody else. I couldn't imagine doing this shit with somebody else. Like, I can't. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I think it wouldn't, uh, definitely wouldn't come out the same. Mm -mm. I mean, we're definitely, uh, it's kind of, it's, I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know, we're kind of opposites, but we're also similar. I don't know. It's, 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 it, we, we're definitely an interesting dynamic. And I think that helps a lot um, with like the flow of things. Mm-hmm. We hate the but, same uh, shit. And then, uh, you know, whatever. Right. You're an asshole. Right. I'm an asshole. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> but no, like, I feel like uh, just, just, just so folks know, like this show is like 70, 30. I'm the 30. It's like, my contributions to the show, the occasional idea, 
the logo, which we are changing for next season. Oh, yeah. Pretty excited about that. Um, and then, hmm, that's it. I mean, you got some of these interviews scheduled. Um, you did tons of stuff. Again, nah, like four ideas, a logo, and like scheduled like three interviews. Hey, man. And then I talk a lot. That's, <clears throat> you carry in some weight. Other people would just let it ride, man. This ain't a, a one of those class projects where you just sit on the side and don't do shit. Like uh, we we both put in the effort, regardless. I'm of that the- guy. I'm that guy on the ruck march. It's like, oh my god, this is so heavy. Can somebody else carry this for me? And next thing you know, like by the end of the ruck, it's just me and like my my soft cap mm-hmm. <laughs> in tennis shoes. In tennis shoes, yeah, soft shoe profile. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but either way, man. Like, uh, oh man. You know, uh, there's going to be some other shows that we're going to have. Did I talk? Did we talk about this before? I, I don't know. What do you mean? My my little side project with the stampers. Yeah. So we have talked about that numerous times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I'm not even sure. Like, I'm 100% clear on, on how you want to roll that out. But uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what that turns into just because one i definitely that's one of the ways that we're planning on scaling things and and broadening the show um and two i like that it creates this like like sort of umbrella corporation not to be confused with the one that's in um resident Resident evil yeah and then three um uh Sorry, my mom called me. Um, and three, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how how uh, hearing the stampers. Oh yeah, talk more and and put more stuff out because man, I could probably listen to them. Like they, Mike and Sabrina could sit down and read me the ingredients out of a cookbook, and I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. I love those two, man, and uh, I'm I'm really glad that you know they came to me or us you know as a you know group of people who we can use best uh to expand more or less my my right. looking at the analytics and everything you know um we side note again you guys two point like three million minutes of plays that you guys have accumulated as a group on our show that's fucking crazy and it's yeah, I was awesome. actually just looking that up. Yeah, I love it. So the total time, 2,866,723 minutes listened, which comes out to 47,778 hours. Yes. Thank you. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest possible way. It's yeah. just wild to me, man, because I remember – you know, when we first started doing this, we put, we first put out those few episodes with Griff and like we were actually getting traction and people were actually listening. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, the numbers, I remember, <clears throat> so we were pushing everything out on Anchor and we were only looking at Anchor and the numbers that they provide, not realizing that Spotify provides uh, or is included in that and that Apple podcast has, their numbers are not included in that. Mm-hmm. So we're over here thinking that like, oh man, like, you know, we're not doing too, too hot because we only have 
first episode only has 178 listens in the first three days. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you pulled up that article that talked about, or the video that I can't remember which was a video or an article where a guy was like, uh, you know, for a beginning podcaster, you know, most, most people stop at eight episodes because they just give up. And he's like, for a new podcast, if you have 20 listeners a week, you're doing great. You're in the top, what do they call it? Like top 10%, top 12, mm-hmm. 12% or something like that. Yep. I was like, wait a second, like 20 listens a week is the top 10% for a new podcast. We were getting that within the first hour on mm-hmm. new shows when we first started. Yeah. Thanks to you guys. And we're still getting that. And it's wild to me that like, we're looking at two, almost 3 million minutes is that like us talking too fucking much and people listening to it? Like <laughs> fucking maybe <laughs> going on too long. No. And maybe. the only reason why I brought that up is to go back to, you know, some of those minutes or a lot of those minutes accounted for were from the stampers. And, you know, people I'm gonna give the shit that people want. You know, I'm gonna give it to them. And uh hopefully, you know, you guys will enjoy the stamper show, which we're gonna make a title for and all that kind of shit. So to One thing that for the future. In, to put that in years, that is about six years worth of time. You over there just calculating over there? Yeah, me and calculators, man. Word. My, uh, I remember my middle school teacher saying that you won't have a calculator on, on you at all times. And now we have phones that have calculators on them at all, you know, and we have those on us at all times, so I mm-hmm. make sure to use it. Yeah, <clears throat> just to make that person feel a certain way. Yeah. Shout out to my very terrible um, middle school math teacher, who I'm pretty sure is the reason why I can't do math. <laughs> Six years of listening. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And go to your doctor to have your mental health checked. You no. might be crazy. You know, you're as crazy as we are for listening to our shit. So fuck yeah. Welcome to the crazy train. We got a card for you in the back. Drinks are free. That would be a good song to play, Crazy Train. Crazy Train. Love that song. Maybe we could do that for next season. That'll be our opening. We'll see. La-di-da. Hey, speaking of music, um, uh, uh, let's go ahead and uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor Hawkins, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shit broke me up, dude. Like, yeah, I know, you know you're, you're a, a huge, huge Foo Fighters fan, so I know, like, yeah, that's a, yeah, fucking bummer, dude. Yeah, man, like, uh, we're, you know, you, you're you a fan of shit. Uh, I don't know how he passed. I don't want to speculate. And I don't even want to go into that because it was only yesterday. I don't know that person, so who the fuck am I? But damn it, man, to, to have uh, those stars burn out or not burn out, but go out suddenly like mm-hmm. they just put out that heavy metal fucking album i was listening to i was like this shit's not half bad next day bam he's gone mm. yeah Life i thought is... it was really interesting that like you sent me that album you, you on, on on my phone mm-hmm. and uh i hadn't had a chance to listen to it and then the next day yesterday you're like taylor hawkins died and i had to look up who that was because i don't i don't know most band members I, I know dave Grohl, right and i don't know anybody else in the band oh man and it yeah. popped up, and it was like Foo Fighters. I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like the drummer from the Foo Fighters has passed yeah, on man. tour. Mm. 
I'm a huge fan of it, and uh, it hurts. It sucks. I know they're going through a lot. Like I, Dave Grohl, Pat Schmier, um, the whole the whole fucking band, dude. Like my heart goes out to y'all. Clearly, you're probably not going to hear this, but you know, if you, you do, keep your head up, man. It's I know it's shit. It's shitty, but tomorrow will come, right? Hopefully, hopefully. You know, um, I always heard that. <clears throat> What was the song? Um, was it called Hero? There Goes My Hero. Mm-hmm. It was off of, uh, was it off of Monkey Wrench? I believe so. I cannot remember. I can't remember. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was. I've always heard that that song was about Kurt Cobain. Mm, I don't know, man. I think there's a, a, one of their more recent albums. Um, it's a song called I Should Have Known. And it, to me, it seems like he's describing Kurt to a T and like I should have known like this was gonna happen and it's such a fucking good song if you ever get a chance y'all I'm gonna figure out the actual album that it's on tell you so you can listen to it it's awesome and I feel like he was talking about Kurt in that song yeah I don't I don't really listen to a ton of Foo Fighters to be honest but uh, I feel like you know I don't know, out of respect for the band and, and, and Taylor Hawkins. I think I'll, yeah, out of tribute, I guess I'll, 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 uh, I'll jam out to him. Oh, yeah, man. That album is uh, Wasting Light, came out in 2011, and that song is called uh, I Should Have Known, and it's so good. So y'all give that a shot. Um, rest in peace, man. Thanks for the music. Whew. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, hard to uh, segue from that, man. The show goes on. I guess one way we could segue about it is originally the show was going to be about, the show was originally in our notes titled um, In Memoriam, and it was going to be a memorial episode that was going to be a compilation of recordings from our um, brothers and sisters in arms um, in regards to like the people that we had lost, not just necessarily lost during, um, our time in Iraq, but since then, um, that unfortunately fell through. Um, but you know, like, I think, I guess, you know, it's, uh, still definitely want to like talk about them or mention them, you know what I mean? And, uh, that's kind of, I don't know, it's a it's 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 kind of tough to talk about i guess because i mean obviously they're not here and it's a fucking bummer dude Mm because we lost a lot of great dudes um you know there and since then and it would be a shame to not like you know imprint their their memory and their legacy in digital format forever from the people that knew them the best but unfortunately that fell through you know what i think about that the more um I think about it. It's tough for people to talk, man. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I couldn't, I would I would guess that a lot of the recordings we get, it'd be like a third or fourth take because people are going to start breaking up about it. It's not easy. So I get it. Yeah. I ain't mad at y'all that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, um, one of the guys that was in our battalion, 
he was a, a cook in headquarters in HJC, Antonio Clifton. He tried to make a recording of one of his good friends who um, died while we were there. Um, tragic accident. It wasn't combat related. Uh, just it shouldn't have happened. Um, and uh, he tried to make the recording and just couldn't. Um, like you, like you were just saying, like he just couldn't get past a few words without breaking up. But he did type out a message that he wanted uh, wanted us to read. So it goes. He says to say from him, from Antonio Clifton, that Marvin uh, Camposillas is one of the bravest men I know. That his heart was so big, he would have helped anyone he could. He is my greatest hero, most amazing friend, courageous soldier, and loving him is my greatest legacy. So, <clears throat> shout out to Marvin and Antonio. Thank you, Antonio, for that, man. You're a good dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, we really do appreciate it. And uh, I feel the love that you guys had. Um, it's heavy, dude. Like, uh, yeah. to have to put that down on paper, like, these words are for someone who are, who's gone. You know? Who will never hear them. Yeah. You know, maybe they do. Who knows what's after this? True. Good point. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll tell you what, man, like when we talk about like, so we were in combat, like we went to war, like the expectation of dying in combat is fucking high, right? It's the highest. Mm -hmm. So when, when we lose somebody by an accident, like how, how he died, um, like, you know, we're deployed to Iraq where death is around every corner, but we're not expected to die by accident. And I think that honestly kind of makes it worse. Like when we talk about Messer. Mm-hmm. So Messer deployed later on after us with the Tenth Mountain, and he he died by an IED um, on a on a foot patrol, and uh, it it sucks, right? Because it's it's for me. I don't know if you're the same way or not, but for me, I've seen IEDs go off, right? So I know what that looks like, and I've seen I've seen bodies uh, in parts. So in my mind, I can imagine that. And I hate that. <clears throat> but, you know, it, you know, <laughs> we're soldiers, right? Like it, the expectation is there. Like this, this is, you know, like we're doing our fucking job and that's, that's, we don't like to hear it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, dying in combat is honorable. Dying by accident is bullshit. And I don't know, man. I know one doesn't make one one doesn't make the other worse or better, but it's just I don't know. I don't know if I'm making my point very clear, but it sucks you gotta deal with any of those. Um like I'm a very visual person, so when I read about something, like I imagine it in my head. So when I first found out about Messer, um, like the image was there and it's still there. Like I can imagine on the mm-hmm. foot patrol and just and then one minute there and the very next second gone. We talk about Billy Jack, dude. Like Billy Jack, I mean, it was an accident. So Billy, you know, he he made it home. He got out of the army, um, got through the VA. They put him on meds, and he had problems sleeping. And I guess he took some sleeping medication and didn't wake up from it. Um, and that's fucked up. That's why I'm like I'm completely against medication, y'all. Like I am. Like, if you're not serving in the military and you don't have a federal job of any type and you don't get drug tested at your job, smoke weed. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, like you don't, you don't need the medication that the VA has given you. I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but like, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, and, and, and I, and I, I, I know, and I say that like not taking the medication, but like, fuck dude. Like I just, I'm so worried that like what happened to Billy will happen to somebody else. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand that fully, man. That's a, it's a crappy way to lose a friend on a, a medication slip up. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause you never know with that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and as a person who has to take medication just to have a proper functioning kidney system or whatever the hell renal right. system, uh, like that's fucking scary, but here we are, you know, life is what it is. You can't, can't dodge shit it's gonna hit you you just gotta get ready for that blow fucking billy jack we'll say since we're talking about like you know telling stories whatever because when we talk about like how they died and leave it at that like i remember messer dude being the absolute nicest fucking person on the planet Mm -hmm. one thing that i used to tell people about messer like i used to talk about him right one thing that I used to tell people when I came home from the army and like he was, he was in, in Germany and then went to New York. When I would tell stories about Messer, I was like, dude, Messer was the nicest dude. Like he, like, for example, this is just an example that I would tell people is like, if I was dating somebody who was questionable, right? Like who, you know, might be trying to like bang all my friends or something like that. Messer would absolutely like, not and i know like you mo- that that's the right friend thing to do but like he's he's just had a way about him dude like i don't know he's just the fucking nicest guy i, I know that <laughs> the last thing i just said makes it sound like all of my friends are willing to like fuck whoever right but that's not what i mean i was gonna say what um, kind of friends you got god damn <laughs> no i mean like he he's just that guy man like you don't ever have to worry about like messer ever being in the wrong because he was always in the right like that was his mind like morally and ethically he he was just like no this is the right thing to do so i'm going to do it even if it meant you know to you know even if, even if it was the his own detriment right mm-hmm. yeah he just had this like high level of integrity that's hard to fucking find nowadays man integrity in folks right Man, like I, you remember I, totally, when was... I totally understand and see why him and Walker got together so well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Walker's the same way, man. Mm-hmm. You remember when uh when we were uh when we were in Iraq and and, and, and Messer's kid was born? Yes. Yeah. Fucking excited, dude. Like he was like the happiest fucking guy on the planet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in the middle in the knee deep in bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just smiling like a motherfucker because, you know, he's a father. Yeah. Incredible. <clears throat> and Billy. <clears throat> man, my favorite thing about Billy is, it, like, nothing bothered him. Like, yeah. nothing. No. I remember one time, dude, we were in uh, Grafenvir in the field doing training and stuff, and we were sitting in the barracks. Uh, hadn't showered in a while. Hadn't slept in the barracks in a while. Dirty, just gross. And, uh, like, it was, the barrack smelled so bad. I remember Sergeant Winchester walked in and was like, oh, my God, it smells like asshole and corn chips in here. <laughs> and I will never forget that smell. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, yeah. 
a terrible smell. But like Billy, man, like he kicks off his boots and he's just laying there, you know, waiting for the shower or something. And he, when he takes his boots off, man, his socks aren't pulled up all the way, right? They're bunched up down on his foot. Mm. And Ow. not because he wears his socks that way, just, they just, you know, we'd been wearing the same uniform and boots and socks for so long that like that shit just happened. I was like, Billy, dude, like, how can you wear your fucking socks like that, dude? He's like, they just fell here, man. I was like, I don't know. I was like, why don't you stop and take your boot off and pull your socks off? He's like, yeah, doesn't bother me. It's like, how? Man, remember, uh, again, we were in Kosovo, and we are doing that, like, competition or whatever the fuck, and he was in the front lane arrest for how long? <laughs> for, like, two, two and a half hours? Yeah, two and a half hours straight, y'all. Not even a joke. Not even. Yeah, not, not kidding. Not kidding. There's witnesses where he, he did that shit. And the whole time, he's just sitting there smiling. I'm like, man, this guy's either completely off or the most hardcore motherfucker on the planet. And it's a little bit of mix of all of it. That's yeah. the, the best part about Billy Jack is uh, everything about him, man. Even, uh, the, you know, even I, the ugly parts sometimes. Yeah. I uh I didn't go to, I wasn't at PT that morning when we were in Kosovo. I was at the guard tower and I had got off guard and I remember walking. I went to the 24 hour uh sandwich shop and then came back and I walked across like I was as I was walking up, I see Billy Jack by himself in the sand pit, uh in the front leaning rest. I was like, Billy, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, we had a competition to see who could hold the front leaning rest for the longest. I was like, Where's everybody else at? I was like, they left like 45 minutes ago. Why are you still here? Want to see how long I can hold it for? What? Yeah, I put in a good maybe eight minutes. Bro. <laughs> maybe like, eight. <clears throat> Not even that. It had to have been like five. I had weak yeah. arms. I still got weak, shaky arms, but uh ah, fuck. He was there. He, he was like uh like that 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 pole in the wind holding the flag. <laughs> That flag is whipping all over the place, doing crazy shit, but that pole ain't going nowhere. Oh. That was Billy Jack. Yeah. Definitely lives up to the Kiowa Apache warrior, like, mindset. You know, that, what you would expect from somebody like that. Um, but totally unassuming. A very small guy. Um Yeah. I always thought it was cool before we went to, before we went to Iraq. His uh, he you know he, we went we went on leave and he went back to Oklahoma, and his his uh, his tribe had given him a cedar box with uh, some sage and some other things. But one of the I think the most important thing in there was this eagle feather, like gifted to him by the 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 tribal chief. Yeah, I remember it, and it was a. Uh, it was meant for, you know, the the warrior class or whatever. Man, that was that was really cool just to hear him like talk about it. I, man, I think probably like my favorite my, my favorite memory of Billy. We were in Hohenfels that same that same year in the back of the Bradley. We're tired and we're exhausted and, and you know the the Bradley has the uh the 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 tactical lights. It was like a bluish light. Mhm. And uh, so we're sitting in the back of that thing and people are trying to get some sleep, but we're all crammed in there like sardines. And <clears throat> Billy is talking about, he's telling me about uh, Steginis is what he called them. Skinwalkers, essentially. Um, 
you know, I remember. mystical. Yeah. I was in there. Dude, I was in, I was in that uh I was in the track with y'all. Yeah. Passing dude, was, cigarettes. Dude, it was creepy, man. Like some like he was telling me like uh you know, he would talk about like how you know they they um like owls and how they relate to the to the whole thing and they'll take the form of an owl and uh, you'll you'll hear them off in the distance and they'll hoot like three times and then they'll get closer and closer and closer. He said he one night he was out camping with his with his like friends or family and he decided that he was going to sleep outside because it was too hot in the cabin. So he's laying outside on the ground as Billy Jack does, just not giving a fuck. And he hears this owl off in the distance and it gets closer and closer. But he's in that like in between state, right? So he's he's half asleep, he's half awake. Mm-hmm. He's he's aware of this owl. And he says, next thing you know, like he he hears it and it's like right on top of him. And um he just kind of, he just kind of zoned out or whatever, but he woke up in the morning and he had these claw marks across his like his chest or his arms or something like that. Like three claw marks across him. And uh when he told I remember when he told me that story, dude, like I don't, I don't know if it's because we were tired and just the setting and it was dark and it was weird, but like just it just gave me chills. I mean, it's just so crazy to think about. Yeah, man. But, I can I can picture us sitting there too, like hearing those stories. It's pretty wild. Yeah. The condensation dripping down on us from the top of the fucking, yeah. yeah. Uh, listen yep. to the stories. Good memories. Yeah. <clears throat> I know that we talk a lot about like Billy and Nesser. Those weren't the only dudes that we lost, but I think I think they were our closest. You know. Yeah. Uh. Obviously, there were there were more. You know, Mata talked about Barkus. Mm-hmm. Um, we all went over. Uh, we all talked about Kreider. Oh yeah, I didn't really know him, man. I I remember meeting him one time in the arms room in Schweinfurt before we deployed, and I was like, "Who the fuck's this private?" <laughs> you yeah. know, as a specialist, like, who the fuck am I, right? Mm-hmm. Assholes. Like a nice enough kid, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, seemed like a nice enough kid, though. You know, I mean, you look at the pictures that people post of him, and it's just all smiles. You know, just happy to be there, happy to be happy to be part of the crew. You know, and I think that's a, uh, I think that's one thing that worth worth mentioning is he was our newest guy to the to the company. Um, he hadn't been with the company for very long before we deployed, but when you look at photos of us and Schweinfurt and the ones with Kreider in them, like he's not standing around as an outsider; like he's included. You know. Oh yeah, uh, he the those photos that he's in, he's he's a part of the family. Yeah, it looks like he's been there forever. Right, exactly. Even exactly. though he looks he like looked... he's twelve years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he definitely did. Uh, I, I think that I think that says a lot about the crew that we had, man. Like, because you know we understood the mission, as they say on TikTok these days, we understood the assignment. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, you did. What is TikTok? Yeah, yeah. no, it gets you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think uh, another person I think I want to talk about is Ranger Mac. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a platoon sergeant in our in our in our company when we deployed, and then later on redeployed as the uh, I believe it was Charlie Company First Sergeant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you, man, like that was the nicest dude. He was not our platoon sergeant. 
Sergeant First Class McKinney. He was not our platoon sergeant, but like I remember walking, coming off a mission, man, walking back to our, our chew at Brassfield and him stopping me. He's like, hey, hey, uh, Specialist Johnson. I was like, what's going on, Sergeant? He's like, hey, how's it going? How's everything? How's everything with you? How's everything back home? Like he had no reason to ask me. I wasn't, I wasn't one of his soldiers. I was a soldier, you know? Yeah. And he, you know, he's a very busy guy, you know, the platoon sergeant, you know, planning and meetings, this and that. And for him to take the time, I mean, even, even if it was a, a matter of a couple minutes, like him, for him to take the time to ask some random ass soldier how he was doing, how things were back home, like that's says a lot about the dude. Yeah, and it means a lot to the soldiers to hear somebody actually say, you know, how are you doing in the middle of that? Right. <clears throat> well, and that's part of his legacy, right? Because I, I generally, I try, I try to make an effort to do the same thing because he did that. And so he may not be with us in person, but the lessons that he helped, uh, you know, that he imparted us uh, with or te- taught us or whatever the fuck the terminology is um bestowed upon us yeah yep yeah man you know what sucks and it's probably going to bother me a little bit until i get somebody from his platoon but i need to have somebody from his platoon talk talk about him man they they would probably have the best stories because i clearly can't i can't give a, a, a good story uh that would make sense besides you know in passing but you know, the people who work around them the most, it would be great, excellent to actually speak to one of you guys and uh, we can all have a seat and talk it out. I think he was third platoon, if I'm not mistaken, because Sergeant Womack was first. Yeah. I think. Sergeant Womack, I don't know if you know this, or yeah, I guess I told you with our interview with the Command Sergeant Major Sims, but Sergeant Womack was one of my drill sergeants. Yeah, you told me. I remember. Before I forgot, I remembered. Ah, get it. Hey, did you see that uh, Sergeant Major Absher is now Command Sergeant Major Absher? Laterally promoted to yeah. take over some troops mm-hmm. and be the baddest motherfucker he can be. Doing big shit. It's awesome. He still looks 12. He also still looks so young. Yeah. Even my hairline's going back more than his. Dude. I don't, we wonder, don't even I don't want to what... go in the hair, but go ahead. <laughs> you know, I uh, in memorial that, like a, that hairline. <laughs> like I said, my that that last one I did, like I actually am like more comfortable with not wearing a hat. I don't know if I said that last one or not. Maybe it was a phone call on last night. I'm more comfortable not wearing a hat now that I shaved my head. <laughs> it, why is that? You think uh, just fuck it. I don't know, man. I think like trying to grow my hair out and uh, and all that like makes the bald spots and the receding hairline and the thinning like extra obvious. Mm-hmm. But you shave your head, it's like, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I get it. You're yeah. not completely bald. You got like a little bit of like fuzz, right? <laughs> nah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I definitely don't shave to the skin. I can't do that. Good I don't want you. a shiny ass head. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, Putting man. Like I, I guess you got to do what you got to do to to be comfortable. I I can't. Uh, I, that shit fucks me up. People who like have those enormous bald spots and they do the huge comb overs, just cut that <laughs> shit off, bro. Let it go. Hey, 
y'all, listeners, this is from Tyree from Before I Forget. If you have a comb over, stop it. Stop that it. was my PSA, my TED yeah. Talk for the uh, the hairline in, uh, declined. Man, I was in this uh, army class recently with a guy who, you know, he's he's in the military, so obviously he has like a high and tight, a high fade. But this dude has a straight up horseshoe, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like where the top is bald. You could probably count how many hairs he had on the very top of his head. Seven. Right. Maybe. Yeah, on a good day. Mm-hmm. And... But the thing is, is like the way the sides were cut, he he was doing his hair as if he still had hair. So he was doing the high and tight. So it was faded in. So he was wearing like three different, four different haircuts at once. He had a high and tight. He had a fade on the side. He had the 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 beach uh, beach whale up front. <laughs> <laughs> like man, at, at that point, I'll just cut your losses. Yeah, just shave it. I get it. No, I get it too. But you're good, dude. You're you're not that bad. I talk a lot of shit, but you know, it's there. What what else can I do? Yeah, I just I can never be I can never lose weight. I always have to stay above at least two thirty. Oh, but I can't yeah. I can't be scrawny and bald. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. <laughs> anyway, what a <clears throat> path that conversation went down. No man. <laughs> There's a, I don't know how we got to Hair shitty lines. haircuts and shaving our heads from what we were talking about, but yeah, here we anyway. are. Um, so go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, um, you know, leading up to this new season, it's going to be great to be able to talk about just different topics. Like this is a good show for me right now because we're not talking about that shit. Over and over again. To me, like me, straight up, this that was the end of that for me. This season of being able to sit down and talk about it, like talk about everything I wanted to talk about with it, and now it's gone. We've uh, It's off my chest. It's fine. I don't have to think about it again. I mean, I, I'll think about it, but it's not like uh, anything bad. I can Is always it like go a back. Closure thing? Yeah, it's closure. There you go. Exactly. And now we get to go and talk about new shit, and, and uh, you know we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. But it's going to be great because we're going to put in that effort, and uh, I'm very happy with the process. I'm definitely excited. Oh yeah, to talk to uh, to new people about their experiences um, in their military careers and and the things that they've done. Since then, I'm definitely excited to to hear a lot of those stories because, I mean, we did some we did some stuff, right? We did some cool things, mm-hmm. but other people did cool things too, and their stories uh, deserve to be told as well. Yes. <clears throat> um, we actually have our first our first episode already scheduled to be recorded, um, with a fella who served in the army in special operations and then got out of the military and um, was law enforcement, did SWAT for, uh, he, he doesn't say what, what city, but uh, he, 
I guess at one point in time, the city he worked in was considered the most dangerous city in the U.S. So if that tells you anything. And now he runs his own business um, and apparently is a very, very, very busy man. We've already had the reschedule when we can record with him um, because he's so busy, which is amazing for his business to be kicking off the way it is or to be, you know, doing the way it is. And, um, and yeah, so definitely looking forward to that. With that, though, we could use that as a segue into this other thing. What is the other thing? Well, here at Before I Forget, the podcast, one thing that I think that we have talked, I mean, we, one, we, we've talked about is, is being able to, you know, we're all about helping out other veterans and like, and, uh, you know, but whether it be mental health or just awareness of stuff or, you know, making other people feel comfortable with talking about their own stories, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, you know, we can extend that to um, in other ways. So like veteran-owned businesses, we talked about earlier. Um, <clears throat> I kind of want to take some time to talk about some uh, veteran, veteran-owned veteran businesses and kind of plug them on our show mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, maybe, maybe pique somebody else's interest in, in their business and look them up or give them a follow on social media and like a bunch of their shit or go to their store and buy something so that, you know, to support them because for all the veterans listening, you all know, right? Like when we leave the military, when we transition out, like finding purpose and finding what makes us tick, our passion is next to impossible for, for many, they never ever get to that point. We just end up in these, you know, dead end jobs, um, just going through the motions, holding back our anger and trying to blow up on people because we have to use fucking HR terms instead of ripping somebody's head off like we're used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think, I think talking about these other these veteran-owned businesses and saying like, "Hey, man, this is what this person did, and this is what they do now." I, I kind of one, I, I mean, obviously, I, I want to be able to support those businesses and veterans, but I also want to kind of give other veterans ideas for things that they could possibly venture into. Yeah, there's a ton of things to do. There, don't be a, don't be afraid of the uh, the unknown on the other side of uh, getting out of the military. Sergeant Major Absher, Sergeant Major Absher, <laughs> Command Sergeant Major Absher. Yeah, Command Sergeant Major Absher. My bad. <laughs> You'd be good. As long as you you do something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and you know, so I, I I work, um, I still work for the government on the civilian side as well, and um, you know, I, I got into that job at twenty and a half years in the army, and it, I'm required to be in the reserves to have this job. If I want to retire from this job, I have to be there till I'm like sixty. Mm-hmm. That means I got to do like forty years in the army. 42, I think, is what it'll come out to. That is a lot of army. That's way too much army, man. That is, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love serving. I, 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 I'm grateful for the opportunity to do so and to do the things that I've done with the army. But Jesus, 42 years in the army. God, I'm not even 40. I'm, I'm 39. You know what I mean? Yeah. You still got a whole lifetime to go. Yeah. Yikes. So, Yikes, indeed. Zoinks. But 
<laughs> but with that being said, though, um, some veterans and their businesses um, that I would like to <clears throat> mention or chat out or talk to or talk about or whatever. Obviously, uh, we've already talked about like our first uh, uh, next season's first uh, guest um, guy named Matt Little. Right. He is the owner and operator of a little company called Graybeard Actual. Right. Their website is graybeardactual.com. And they are an advanced training in firearms, tactics, and combatives. You can find them on Instagram as well. Uh, their Instagram is also Graybeard Tactical. And um, he obviously doesn't need our, our shout outs because his Instagram has like 23,000 followers already. And he's, like I said, a very, very busy man. But um, I definitely want to be able to like, uh, like talk about what he does. And uh, he's got some pretty great videos on there and some pretty great training tips. Um, but uh, from his website, it says Graybeard Actual LLC is a service disabled veteran owned small business. We provide advanced training in firearms, tactics, and combatives to law enforcement military, private security contractors, and responsible armed citizens. Keyword, responsible. Yeah. Our training model draws on decades of operational, competitive, and instructional experience, and our sole goal is to enable our students to master their craft as quickly and efficiently as possible. <clears throat> so he's basically giving these people potentially life-saving skills, um, and uh, I think that's great. Like, he's able to take you know, things that he's learned within his craft as a special forces uh, soldier and, and, uh, and, you know, giving that knowledge to other people. And, uh, and I think that's amazing. He has a whole bio on his website, like I said, graybeardactual.com, mm-hmm. a whole bio about him and like, you know, his experiences. And he's like a, like a top tier rated shooter, um, practices jujitsu. Uh, so uh, definitely looking forward to talking to him and getting his story. Um and uh and, and yeah. Hell yeah. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Derek Guidry. Okay, he he uh <clears throat> if you follow any of our pictures online, you saw that I was dressed as Dr. Doom this Halloween. I did not do any of that work. That was all him, and he runs costume chop shop, cosplay parts, props, and 3D printing. Uh you can find that on Facebook. Uh he does spectacular work um if there was an award to pass out he'd probably get it because that the the work that he does is is really sharp he does uh this really cool predator um costume man it looks like something that somebody would pay thousands of dollars for and he's in there just cranking it out in his garage so uh if you have any um wants for costumes you can hit him up man uh also uh I am not in the military anymore, uh, so <laughs> I can partake in the marijuanas. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it keeps my ass grounded. And, it, and uh, Derek also has a hookup with that, with the, uh, check this out, Veteran Cannabis Group of California. There's veterans out here doing good shit to help people out. And, you know, we're breaking the the that thought that marijuana is bad. Cannabis is not a bad thing, folks. Uh, and these veterans are 
putting in the work and helping other veterans understand that education about cannabis is, is paramount and they're knocking it out. So shout out to them. Absolutely. And he, you said he, uh, he's doing both of those things. He, I, I think he, he has a little bit to do with the cannabis business, but he definitely runs the, uh, costume chop shop on his own. I've been there several times a, and I had several joints with him. So good times. That's a busy dude. Oh yeah. No, that doom, that doom costume looked fucking badass, dude. That definitely looked like something that was like, I don't know, like quality made, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to recycle yeah. it next, uh, this Halloween. So if you see me out here in the street with a doom, with a, like a red <laughs> cape or a white one, you know, I just change it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, shout you, out to, uh, to Derek, man. Thank you for, uh, for all the work. Yeah. And for all you, uh, uh, veteran, well, for all you cosplay nerd veterans, uh, hit that dude up. Um, I bet you can hook you up with something better than, you know, putting on a plastic mask and looking like ass. Yeah. You plastic mask wearing asshole. You can do better. You can do better. You can do better. You can do better. You should do better. <clears throat> you know, so there's, there's uh, a, there's another, uh, there's another person we want to talk about with the business. Who that? Adam Peeps. Adam Peoples, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He runs. Hey, listen. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah. I was going to say, if you find your ass in the panhandle of Florida, then I don't give a fuck what part of panhandle it is. Drive your ass over to Navarre and look up, uh, what is it called again? One Shot Fishing Charter. Why can I never remember that? I was going to say Top Shot. One Shot Fishing Charters. Yeah. Snipe you Look out. him up, Adam Peoples. He will. He, you've heard him talk. If you've been listening to our show, you've heard him talk. Mm-hmm. He will take you out in the ocean, and he will bring you back. Probably. Yeah. You remember that uh, scene in Aladdin, <laughs> where it's Aladdin and uh, and Princess Jasmine, and they're singing a whole new world. A whole new world. That's Peeps. Yeah. He's showing folks a whole new world out there on the sea with animals and swordfish and shit like that. I can't wait to go, man. Uh, this summer we're going to go and uh, visit him and hang out on his boat. And I'm going to sing, I a, really, whole, I'm gonna oh sing a whole new world yeah, at the front of his are. boat. And we're going to record it and we're going to let y'all see. So, Are you going to sing it uh, Titanic style on the front of the boat like Jack? Of course. Yeah. Or Aladdin I, I really, style like Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to know. I really want to hear his opinion on you comparing him to Aladdin on the magic carpet ride. <laughs> you can't wait to hear that. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> but yeah, go look him up. One shot fishing charters in Navarre, Florida. If you want to get out there and you want to go fishing, um, give him money and he will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I've talked about him before but uh my trip down to san antonio after our uh recording with mata we met up at um uh long tab brewery there in san antonio mm-hmm. <clears throat> absolutely fantastic fucking time i didn't even get to to, to meet the owner um but while i was there like Everybody that was there, everybody that was there was, you know, military or prior service. And, uh, 
And, uh, you know, when I got there, it was just me and Mata and we were talking and hanging out and stuff. And by the time we left, by the time it was time to go, like me, Mata, the bartender, these two uh, Air Force people who were, you know, uh, there, um, some other people that I one was Air Force, another Marine. Like we were all just in this like, big conversation, like laughing and joking and carrying on. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, for you, for you veterans and military people, if you find yourself in San Antonio, go find a uh, long time brewery. Um, you you will not regret it. Their beer is amazing. First of all, their beer is fucking amazing. The whole brewery itself is like a special forces museum. He's got tons of photos and just memorabilia and other stuff up on the walls. Their food, when you talk about like bar food, this is this is like five star level shit. Like his food is amazing. I don't know. I don't know if he had like a menu made for him or this is something that he just like he just like chefed it out. Chef that I don't know shit if he, up. Yeah, dude. I don't know if he was like the special forces cook or something, but this shit is on point. Like it is fucking good, dude. I had the Cubano, uh, man. Like best Cubano I've ever had. And that's one of my favorite things to get whenever I go places. If they have it, I get it. His was like hands down the fucking best. Like, but uh his name is uh, uh David Holland. Uh and the brewery is called Long Tab Brewery. So uh definitely go to San You know what? go to san antonio just for that purpose like go take go to san antonio it's a badass town anyway go to san antonio go to long tab go to the river walk mm-hmm. get shit faced don't get arrested have a good time oh yeah the the bar food here in california i mean at least the bars i've been to it blows every duck in the pond i'll tell you what man it's terrible i just wish i knew where you got that saying from oh man it's from uh phil hendry funny guy <laughs> right i mean and there's so many different variants you can, you know, tugs every elephant in the fucking safari or, uh, you know, the variants of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it applies so, to several different things. So, you know, there you go. My, it, it is now imparted on you. I I will bring it up immediately. <laughs> um, Long Tab Brewery. So on Instagram, their Instagram handle is Long Tab Brewing. Just look that up and find them. And you can even go to their website, uh, which is uh, www.longtabbrewing.com. And you can support them even if you're not in San Antonio. You can buy hats and shirts and shit like that. They have some pretty cool stuff. Um, So even if you can't make it to San Antonio, uh, definitely get on there and check out their stuff. Sweet. Speaking of Texas, actually, I take that back. We'll get to that in a second. While I was there, the two Air Force folks that uh, Mata and I encountered, um, they are part of a nonprofit charity organization called My Veteran Passion. On Instagram, it's my underscore veteran underscore passion. The website is myveteranpassion.org. And so they're all about helping out veterans in literally any possible way they can. The guy was like, he's a... He's a, a a drill instructor in the Air Force. And one of the things that he was telling me about them is like, he's like, if you are a veteran and you find yourself in legal trouble and you need a lawyer, we find one anywhere. Like, he's like, it doesn't matter what, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. So from their Instagram, it says, my veteran passion is a nonprofit organization that helps veterans through fitness and virtual platforms to bring awareness to veterans' mental health. Nice. But so, back to the whole uh, 
you know, they'll give me a lawyer. So you're telling me I could just go rob a bank and they got me. Well, don't go rob a bank. I mean, money. I mean, yeah, money. I can rob it is a hard bank, to come by with, hit them with up. gas being $47,000. Yeah, no. I'll no. go rob a bank, hit them <clears> up, and then freedom. And then and I keep the money. No, they got a whole organization, though. I mean, like, they were, like, literally anything that a veteran needs, if they contact my veteran passion, they will they will try and find somebody within that community uh, to help that that veteran out. Like, it doesn't, he said it didn't matter what it was, what the issue was. They will they will try and help out the best they can. Obviously, like, don't go in and be like, so here's the deal. I'm a serial killer, but I'm a veteran. So, like, can you help me out? Because no. <clears throat> yeah, no. What you said, don't go not serial killing people. I'm serial no. killer. Come, no. come on over here. Help me out. <clears throat> yeah. No, they're not going to be like, yeah, man, do some burpees about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not, that's not, uh, that's not, that's not going to happen for you. Yeah. If you have legitimate problems, uh, le- you need legitimate help. Like my veteran passion uh, will be right there. Um, But back to what I was saying, speaking of being in Texas, I have a friend of mine. She owns, a, she actually just started her business and I'm really proud of her for doing it. And, um, and uh, I would like to shout her out. So with that being said, Tyree, do you like to smell like shit? What a dumb fucking question. I know. Right. Do you like your home to smell terrible? No. no do you like burning not. things? Do I like burning things? Yeah. Like candles. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Candles. Fuck. Yeah. You do put me in the mood, baby. Light those yeah. candles. <laughs> Don't ever say that to me again. Hey, I wasn't saying it to you. I was saying it to everyone except you. I don't know. Sex but candles. if you want your home to smell better and you like burning things, you definitely need to check out my friends. That's a terrible, like, I, I hope she doesn't punch me in the face for it. But, like, so she actually just started. She makes all of her candles. She makes candles. Okay. Makes them at home. Like, she is currently in the military, uh, active, and uh, with the AGR program. And uh, so in her off time, when she's not in uniform, she's at home making these candles and shipping them herself from her home, right? She has an LLC. And, like, so she does all this stuff. Like, she buys the jars. Obviously, she's not making the fucking jar, but she's you know, has the labels made. But she makes the candles, and she lets them set for the proper amount of time and they um they are uh pretty legit so they um encanto aromatics is what it's called i n c a n t o aromatics the website is encanto aromatics atx.com she's based out of austin texas and uh right on, i mean man. she's got a ton of stuff have you like, ever made a made a candle fuck no it's fucking therapeutic dude my wife does that shit. I, I've done it once or twice. It's not too bad. No, I don't. You just got to get that mm, wick. You get the wick set. You're good. But that's neither no, here nor there. <clears throat> I don't. I don't make can. I don't make things. But like her shit though, her candles are running like ten to twelve dollars, depending on the size. And I know, I know, I know, folks. I know ten dollars, twelve dollars. That's a whole tank of gas if you live in California. <laughs> that's one gallon of gas. <laughs> that's California. what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. I got you. I don't. With the cleanup, yeah. I'm here for you. I've I've been I've been drinking beers today. Beers. That's that's a that's a whole liter of gallon of gas. <laughs> a liter of gas in California 
12 bucks. Yeah. But. And you assholes probably go to Bed Bath, no, what is that? Um, Bath and Body Works. And they sell candles too. Them motherfuckers are expensive and they're not even that good. So give this lady a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Give, uh, her name's Margie. Give Margie, give Margie a shot. She's got some, uh, lavender stuff, like coconut and lavender, flower of God, just jasmine, eucalyptus. I can't say words. <laughs> um, Palo Santo, uh, honey tangerine. And I'm telling you, she makes all of her stuff. Like she's like, uh, she tries to be like environmentally friendly, right? So she, she only picks like the best ingredients. Like everything's all natural. It's all real. It's all the good. It's legit. And she makes them out of her home in Atlanta. So, um, Encanto Aromatics, ATX.com. And then her, uh, her actual Instagram is also, uh, Encanto Aromatics, which I think you can probably find from the website, but go buy her candles, go get you a beer, actually drive to Austin buy her candle she actually sells them locally i can't remember where but you know go to the website you can find out yourself you can buy the candle drive your ass over to san antonio get shit faced at long tab while you're there hit up Greybeard about um some tactics training and then uh, when he tells you that you're being stupid because you're drunk you can call my veteran passion and they will hook you up and while <clears throat> with like getting getting straight right yes and then while you're doing that you can hit up what was his name? Derek Gidry. Yeah, hit up Derek, man, for a fucking a new mask, a new you, right? A new look. A whole and, new uh, shit. And swap out drinking for weed. Yeah. There you go. We hit them all. <laughs> we hit them all. Hey, y'all. Not, oh, hey, oh, check fuck. this out. Compl- uh, no, well, uh, what no we're got? not done. What do you got? We're not done. Once you get your new mask and you get straight and you have what, that whole pocket full of weed from California, <laughs> go on down to Navarre, Florida. And then go and get fishing. on a boat. Yeah. Oh, and play that song. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Don't. All right. I'm assuming that he probably gets a whole bunch of requests for that. And he probably just wants to slug the person right in the face. <laughs> Bow. We definitely should have asked her in the show. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, hindsight's 2020. Isn't it? So, Isn't it? folks, you listeners, if you have a veteran-owned business that is owned by you or somebody that you want to support, give us the information and we'll bring it up on the show. We'll uh, spread the word. And on that note, Kevin, uh, what else do we got, man? Um, I got nothing, dude. You got nothing? No, I got to pee really bad. No words of wisdom before we close out. So the only thing I have to say Anytime I work on a project, I hurt myself. (laughs) Today, I tried to drill through my thumb with a star drill bit. And it bled everywhere. I was putting up a fence. But it's my left thumb. I'm right-handed, so I don't need that bad. Fuck yeah. That's all I have to say. I'm glad. No, honestly, uh, 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 man, it's been a pleasure. It's been fucking great doing this fucking season. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to um season two and the, the all the directions we can possibly take this oh, the yeah. growth and how how much bigger we can be onward and upward this to was infinity fun. and beyond yeah this was fun i had a lot of fun with this it was great talking to people we got emotional with shit uh we had laughs it's all recorded 
you can go back and listen to it at any time. It's always going to be there. Um, so happy to be. Uh, I, I just can't wait to see what we uh, come up with in the future because, you know, things are always changing, but we're always trying to make things better. And uh, it's going to be fucking fantastic. And I, I can't wait to uh, to see what happens. And yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, uh, this shit wouldn't exist without your viewer or listenership, more or less, right? I mean, it I mean, would it probably would still, still exist, exist, but it would just have no listens except me and like my mom. Right. That's funny. All right, y'all. Shout out to Tyree's mom. Shout out to Rosina Brown. Hey. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm pretending the cry doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Next season kicks off May 2nd, y'all. So be there, be square. May 2nd, be ready. Thank you for listening to Before I Forget. Please remember to listen, like, and subscribe, and share our show. Let everyone know how great this shit is. Thank you very much for listening to Share the show. Share the QR code. The QR code, yeah. I'm playing Crazy Train to close this out because this shit's going to get crazy next season, baby. Thank you.